I am happy with all what happened in my life, with the pain, with the ups, with the downs, because they made me the person I am today. Otherwise, uh, I will be somebody else. So I thank him for this. Join us now for First Person with our guest Rita Elmunayer of Sat7 Christian Television, reaching the Middle East or North Africa with the gospel message. You'll hear her life story of growing up in war-torn Lebanon. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for tuning our way to hear Rita's dramatic testimony, which will start in just a moment. These weekly interviews are made possible by the Far East Broadcasting Company because telling the stories of God at work in the world encourage all of us in our faith. They give us courage to live for Christ and carry on the gospel message ourselves. FEBC has many stories to tell, and you can support its broadcast ministry to millions. Learn more of what you can do to help FEBC at FirstPersonInterview.com. Rita Elmoon Nair's title is Chief Channels and Communications Officer, as well as Deputy CEO at SAT7. But with that title, she carries a passion to reach both children and adults in a very troubled region of the world with the hope of Christ. In this first-person interview, she tells her story of growing up amidst war and violence, an experience that drives her today. Well, um, I'm Lebanese, born during the war in Lebanon, and uh, it was not an easy childhood. Um, It was a tough childhood, uh, because uh, during the war there was uh, no security, of course, and uh, no electricity, no water. Maybe a lot of times uh, my sister and myself... uh, didn't go to school, not, I mean, a lot of times we're like off on school, uh, sleeping in bunkers or uh, being uh, displaced, you know, to a place where it's safer. To make things worse, we lost our mom. Uh, I was seven and my sister was five. And uh, we were shared in the family. So sometimes we go to my uncle, sometimes, you know, to my auntie, because my dad didn't have the time to take care of us. He was um, so much involved in the Christian militia. So just imagine a life of uh, two children, two girls, uh, in a situation like Lebanon, uh, where you don't know where it's safe, east or west people are killed and sometimes in front of us uh you witness people being killed yes (laughs) yes as a child as a child yes that must have been horrible um yes Hmm. yes it's it's uh it's horrible i think um in that context I, i think families or like parents don't think much so my dad wanted us to see this in a way so he will made to make us tough he's a soldier mm. and it's a, it was a mm-hmm. big mistake mm. <laughs> you know just like tough see these are the enemies you need to you know like to yeah. protect yourself you need to do something different but it, did it harden your heart at all uh, it softened it it softened your heart yeah yeah i mean um it's it's uh, amazing i think what happened in what happens in your life you know, like the hardship or pain or maybe the celebrations, your reactions towards what happened in your life makes you the kind of person you are. And some people react in a very negative way. I think I was blessed that I reacted in a positive way. Mm. Today, I have a heart for people who are in pain. Oh, of course. I have a heart for Syrian children. Mm. I have a heart for Syrians. And if you look to the history of Lebanon, the whole war and my insecurity and my fear is because of Syrians 
Mm-hmm. And before that, Palestinians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after that, you know, like when Israel invaded Lebanon. And after that, it's a religious, you know, war between Muslim and Christian. So to have this reaction, like my reaction towards life, that, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to make a difference. I want to love my enemies. They were the enemies for many years. But when I got to meet them and travel around, I, they're human beings, like people mm-hmm. like me. And um, they're paying the price, they're the innocent. So when yeah. polit- there is a political game, and the innocent always pay the price. And today I can tell that my reaction towards what happened in my life, the positive reaction, is because of him. He gave me this heart because he knew from before that I will be in Sat 7. He was preparing me right. for this ministry, for this call in my life to help people around. But what happened as you grew and as you became a teenager and a young adult? uh, What was life like for you then? It was very tough life because um, we come from a poor family and the war continued uh, and we had a lot of insecurity. Uh, The church that I went uh, to was not very active, so I started going to another church. You were going to a Christian church? Yes, evangelical church. Did you believe in Christ at this time? Oh, yes. I come from from a Catholic family, but a committed family. Okay. But uh, it happened that uh, those days during the war, the Catholic church where I live was not very active. So I started going to a, a Protestant church. And there, uh, I connected with people like me, like insecure. I started to go to youth meetings before I went to the church. Connected with people like me, and I saw that they're, they have security, even though they lived like me, you know, during the war. Mm. And I started bit by bit, you know, like knowing more about uh, the Bible. I knew about Jesus, but I didn't know a lot about the Bible. And, uh, and my questions started to, you know, like they were elaborated more and I started getting answers, but not a lot of answers. I mean, the beauty in our Christian faith that to love God, even if we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And um, I prayed, you know, like the, 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 what do you call it? The salvation prayer or yes. I invited uh-huh. Jesus prayer to come into my life. Sure. Yes, yeah. I was like 15 years yeah. of age. Um, and uh, I thought <laughs> that after I prayed that prayer, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> that, you know, like life is going to be <laughs> happy ever after and all my problems would go away. And uh, I treated, I think, Jesus like an ATM machine. So mm. you just pray and mm-hmm. then now, you know, all your problems will vanish. But it's not true. I think uh, the difference was that um, the problem stayed and uh, some got worse. But the difference was that uh, I could feel him with me. So this is like uh, the teenage years. Um, and uh, then I started working with radio. And after that, at seven. So you started in radio, moved to television. Television. Uh, programming television on camera? On camera. Okay. And also writing and producing uh, a children's show. This is how I started with Set 7. So Set 7, when it starts launch, uh, the 31st of May, 1996, I was there. I was on the screen. You shouldn't you know, see me there. It was like <laughs> crazy yeah. how I was, you know, acting. And but um, and also it was an interesting story because um, Sat7, those days were looking, they were not launched yet, but they were looking for media uh, professionals yet committed Christians. Mm-hmm. And they came to FIBA. They 
pedas visit viva. Yeah, let's explain I, that FIBA yeah. is is the same as the Far East Broadcasting Company in this state, that's, in the states, in the U.S. Right. That's right. So uh, they came to our office, and uh, it happened that I was showing them around, and one of them was like really interested, you know, with the way I talked and showed around, and he was like bugging me the whole time. <laughs> you have to come to our office and have a screen test, and I said I don't want to be on television. I'm happy with my work. <laughs> And uh, but at the end to let him sorry shut up, you know I went. <laughs> but it was also interesting because when I went, I was not prepared. Everybody was like prepared and nervous because they it's a, they want you know to be on the screen. And I, I was not prepared. And I went there and I had the screen test and I was like myself. Hey, hello everybody, blah blah. You know, and they loved loved me more. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they asked my boss in FIBA if they can. Um, have me as a part-time doing the children program because they saw also my writing. I, I wrote in FIBA and hosted the youth program. Okay. The interesting story is when they told me, Rita, I mean, they filmed a pilot with me and they took it to Sat7 Cyprus and they were the board and, and I was not familiar with all what's happening. And they came back, they said, Rita, we need you. And this is very important to us. And I was so scared. I said, like, me? I'm in television. I know nothing about television. And especially that serving, you know, like the Arab world, I, I don't know any anything. I know the children in Lebanon, they lived like me, you know, like with atrocities and war and whatever. But, I mean, children in Egypt or North Africa or the Gulf or Iraq, I have no idea how to serve these, you know, children. And that night, three weeks before the launch of Set 7, it was the 6th of May, 1996, I couldn't sleep, so I went uh, out from my bedroom and I started praying. And I started praying and praying, and I felt that a voice talking to my heart, Rita, you will be good. And your success is by loving these children. Mm -hmm. And this love that you're going to give to these children is not your love. It's my love. So you will be just a channel taking from me and giving to these children. And I remember I was closing my eyes and like crying and I start seeing just pictures of children. Children, I don't know, you know, I don't, I never met in my life, but children, you know, eating ice cream, dropping ice cream on their clothes, children <laughs> riding a camel, children, you know, barefoot. I mean, and I felt that I, God has given me that night a love above all love. You know, when you laugh sometimes and then it hurts, you know, in your <laughs> stomach, in your gut, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> This is how I felt. I felt I can't breathe anymore. It hurts very much. Uh, this love you're giving me, Lord, it's, it's, it's too much. And I contribute the success of the children program. I mean, from the first month or the second month, this children program, it was 10, 15 minutes in a, in a two hours broadcast. This is how Set 7 started. Two hours broadcast a week. And I had the 15 minute slot for children program. It was a hit. And I really contribute this hit, not because of me or the writing it's him it's his love and letters you know came and we couldn't you know stop the flow of letters like coming so i had at the end to give up fiba and be full-time with set seven doing you know children program just want to say one more thing regarding this children program it was called ears of wheat or asanabel in arabic grains of wheat grains be, yeah of wheat. right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and um I started like moving around in the region. So went to Tunis, Morocco, Jordan, uh, just to meet these children that were watching. 
and it's amazing when I so, when I start seeing them running towards me, their their arms open for oh, a hug, oh. and their lips ready for a kiss. They're all like you know, coming. <laughs> I felt, and because I, and I can see that they loved me. I felt each time they do this that I loved them first, yeah. and I saw them. Before. The fields are ripe for harvest. Is yes. what the image that comes to my mind, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I saw them like long before they saw me. I met them long before they met me. It was the sixth of May, ninety-six, and uh, this is how you know, like uh, my call or my ministry started with that seven. And we'll learn more about the life and ministry of this young Lebanese woman, Rita El Munayer, coming up today on First Person. This is Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. FEBC partners with First Person to bring these interviews to you each week because we never tire of hearing how God moves on the hearts of people to accomplish His purpose. Whether in the hard-to-reach places of the world or right here at home, we serve a living God who leads men and women to do great things for Him. Learn more about FEBC at firstpersoninterview.com. Click on the FEBC banner. Rita, let's pick up your story, and we'll talk more about the ministry of Sat7, a television programming service to the Middle East, to the Arab world, which is so exciting, and it's amazing what God's doing. Not just the Arab world, yeah. also Turkey and Iran. Okay, all right. Thank you for that correction. <laughs> but let's talk about, uh, uh, I mean, you're in television now, and you have mm-hmm. a leadership position in television That's now. Right. But television meant a lot to you when you were that, that little girl. Oh, right, yes, and yes. Y- you would watch television in the bunker. I understand. That's right. Yes, um, I think what that uh, what that did those days to make my sister and I forget about what's happening around us, because it was very loud and bombs and killing, and we are in the bunkers doing nothing. I mean, you know, you're you're there and there's nothing, no electricity, you know, candles, or he did two things. Either he told us stories when he was around. Or when he wanted to, to go, because he's a, he's a fighter, he's a soldier, he will bring the a television set and he will hook it to the car battery because there's no electricity. Sure, yeah. And he will let us watch television. And we're sitting in front of the television, black and wi- white set, <laughs> and watching, I don't remember what, but I think Egyptian soap operas, you know, anything. Just to, There was no set seven in those days. No, no, yeah. no. no. And uh, and each time the bombs are heavier outside, the volume is higher. So we will be distracted from all what's happening outside oh. and immerse ourselves in a world that maybe is fake. Of course, it's fake, yeah. but it's different than the world. It was we, escapism, we, escapism was, for you. Yes, yeah. it was an escape. It was a refuge in a way. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that my sister and myself now we're both in television and we're both in Set Seven <laughs> because we knew since our early years the effect of television. Into, in our lives. So we were thinking all the time, so what about if it's a Christian television, a television with a message? And this is what we're trying to do, both of us. Right. Especially regarding children. She is in the set seven kids, you okay. know, like a channel. I love those stories. I, I love how God used that early experience to really propel you into what you're doing now. Mm, that, yes. that, that's just Amen. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Sat seven reaches, you said, realistically, you know that it reaches at over 20 million people. Yes. Um, but it's it's a lifeline, isn't it? I mean, it's, it it's, let's talk about the world that it broadcasts into. Mm. This is not your typical audience for uh, for Christian broadcasting, is it? Uh, no. I mean, how can you enter a closed home without media or without television? 
How can you tell a person about God's love or Jesus' love when there's no church in a country or they cannot you know, hear his, his voice or his word? Of course they can hear his voice, but not his word. Mm-hmm. How can you tell millions of children or millions of uh, women that they will maybe not have the chance to go out or in a country like maybe Iraq and Syria, they will not have chance to go to schools mm-hmm. or to, to even go to church if they are Christian because there is Christian minorities in these countries. How can you reach these people without television? Television in the Middle East is a vital part of our furniture. Mm. It is not in, in the bedroom, it's in the living room. Mm. And people gather around it. So it's a family activity. It's a family activity and, and also neighbor activity. I mean, like including the neighbor, this is what I'm trying to say. So, <laughs> so it's always in the background. The women cook while the television on, the children, you know, like watch or play when the television on, the neighbors come and visit and the television is on. And they, it's, it's a communal, you know, activity that everybody, you know, like uh, share. Mm-hmm. And it's a source of uncensored information so it's not interfered with in any way it's not in any way it's uh, free in a way because you buy the television set and the satellite you pay 70 dollars for the satellite and in one second when you hook it to the television you can receive more than 500 free to air arabic channels so they buy the hardware yes but there's no programming fee like we pay a cable bill they don't have to pay a cable nothing You just pay $70, you know, for the receiver and the satellite, $80, maybe $100 if you want Uh a fancy receiver. (laughs) (laughs) And you are, you can watch 500 different Arabic channels. And among these Arabic channels, Set7 is there and Set7 Kids is there. This is the Arabic, if we're talking about the Arabic channel. And also like with with the Turkish channel, you know, like you, the same thing and you are, here you are okay. watching a Christian Turkish channel. So forgive me, but is Sat7 one channel or are there multiple channels? It's four channels. Okay. Uh, apologies, I didn't say that before. It's four channels, four different channels. Two Arabic, uh, one for the family, one for kids, 24 hour a whole, you know, kids. A whole channel for kids. A whole, hour, a whole oh, channel ex- for kids. It must really be fulfilling for you. It's coming not my from favorite, you, but yeah. don't tell anyone. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we have a 24-hour channel for Iran in, in uh, Farsi, so it's called Sat7 Pars. And we have also a 24-hour channel for Turkey, and it's called Sat7 Turk. Okay. And these channels are 24 hours 7. Even in Iran, mm-hmm. you're not interfered with. To homes in Iran. That's a miracle. It is a miracle. I mean, and sometimes like the government come and confiscated, you know, like, confiscate all the satellites. Yeah. And But the second day, you see the same people selling these satellites, double the prices or something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a source of uncensored information, uh, free entertainment, free education. Are you able to hear from viewers oh, yes. in Iran? Oh, yes. Well, what do they say to you? The best feedback is from Iran. I mean, yes, we have lots of feedback from the Arab world because 23 countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have like, just give you an example of feedback for the Arabic channels. Is like one, we have 1.3 million uh, YouTube downloads a month. A month. Whew. You know, for our Arabic, you know, because, you know, we put a few, yeah. you know, clips on the YouTube. Now, Iran, it's not dramatic, like, you know, uh, quantity-wise, but quality-wise, it's fantastic. Mm. What God is doing 
And we don't understand like that. Iran. We don't have that perspective at all. You were right there. You have that perspective of what God is doing in what we would yeah. call a closed country. Yeah. But I it's mean, not closed to your broadcast. No. Well, it's not closed, no. I mean, the interesting thing in all this, that how the church and how people come to God when there is hardship and pain. When everything is easy, people tend to, uh, you know, everything is easy. We don't need God in our lives. Mm. I think it's a blessing. And I, I pray that I'm not diluting the situation here. I, I Sometimes it's like Paul. It's a blessing. It's a blessing sometimes when you see a, ch- a church thriving and flourishing in the midst of, of uh, hardship and pain. Mm. When you see people never, ever denying Christ in the middle of, you know, like a persecution. And they consider persecution a crown on their heads. Back to the feedback from Iran. Yeah, we, This is just like re- recently, just to give you an example. Little girl of 12, 13 years old, she wrote to us and she said, I'm watching your teaching shows on Set 7 Pars. And I think I love Jesus. And I prayed with you and I'm a Christian. And we were like, really first, I mean, we're excited, but we're thinking 13 years old, you know, watching teaching shows and understanding them. She should be watching the children program or the youth (laughs) program. But it didn't, you know, like end here. And we encouraged her and we prayed for her and sent her like something to download, you know. After like maybe one month or two, she wrote back and she said, I'm continuing to watch your teaching show. And today the pastor was saying, I have to proclaim my faith by baptism. But I don't know anyone, you know, I don't know any church around. I don't know any pastor. I don't know where to get baptized. But I got an idea. I went to my bathroom. I filled the bath with water. And I went down in Jesus' name and up a new creation. And now I can tell you I'm a Christian. This is the kind of You're going to make me cry. (laughs) You're going to make me cry. That's amazing. And think about all the people who aren't able or don't contact you. That's right. I mean, you're hearing pro- from probably a fraction of the people, right? That's right. Yes, we will oh, be that's very so exciting. surprised. So and exciting. Happy. All right. Rita, God has given you so many gifts, not only mm-hmm. on camera, but in, an, in a, uh, an executive role as well. So that's the role that you're playing now. It's at seven. That's right. Tell me yes. about that. Uh, it's a blessing to see um, how God uses a female Middle Eastern to head a, t- a television network right. that the founder of this television network is British and we work with a lot of, you know, Americans and, you know, like foreigner Mm -hmm. Uh, to have the board, international executive board that comprises of Middle Eastern, but also Westerners to accept uh, uh, a female from the Middle East to head, you know, like a a ministry like Satsang. Well, it speaks to exceptional qualities and qualifications then for the ministry is what it does, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? Well, I'm, I am like more than grateful and I can see how God, you know, like uh, moved, you know, from that, those years when I was in bunkers. Mm. I am happy with all what happened in my life, with the pain, with the ups, with the downs, because they made me the person I am today. Mm. Otherwise, um, I will be somebody else. So I thank him for this. That's such a powerful thought expressed by Rita. Despite the trial, she wouldn't change anything about her life because of how God has used it to make her who she is in Christ. Our guest has been Rita Elmu Nair of Sat7 Christian Television, serving millions in the Middle East and surrounding nations. There are many exciting developments at Sat7, which we didn't have time to talk about today, including an educational channel for refugee children, which is being launched. But we'll place links to additional information on our website, firstpersoninterview.com. 
If you appreciated today's conversation, please take a moment to thank the Far East Broadcasting Company by visiting our website and clicking on the FEBC banner. Now with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard, inviting you back next time for First Person. First Person.